very little that makes me smile like hearing that mechanical voice say recording in progress it's a good feeling it know it, it signals that it's about time for us to catch up a little bit make a little magic make a little bit of magic the big if is back welcome in everybody we got a really special episode for you uh i'm your host luther along with my co-host d'angelo today we got a big one a big mm-hmm. one huge okay. Because uh, we got her. We got her. We part, got her. We got her part two? Part 1A? Part, um, well, it was part 1-1. One, one. Is that like uh, Shuby or Cassie? Uh, I was thinking Cassie because Shuby was we got him. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Which well, I we got. Way. I uh, I DM'd him about a half hour ago, just touch base, hoping that landing him again works out. Uh, I've seen some links of him joining some other podcasts and stuff lately, so I wanted to make sure we stayed fresh in his brain. So I just reached out and asked him how he was doing, told him that I enjoyed watching him this season, even though his run was kind of short-lived. But just wanted to touch base with our boy Shube and make sure he didn't forget about us. Did he uh, any response yet? I know it's, it's probably early. Yeah, not no, no, I haven't heard back yet. We'll see what happens. Just to remind everyone, we're talking about Shubham Goyal, um, star of season one of The Circle, and kind of a flop in season five. Uh, if anyone needs a recap, here's something he said. That's it. I'm not a fucking man. What part of me is timid? I love that. That pretty so much. much sums up his game on season five of The Circle. And, I and actually, I'm sure we'll was, get into the circle. I was making some some mental <laughs> notes about some uh, drop-worthy sound bites from the current season that we're watching. Marvin Marvin had a couple phenomenal ones. I, I forget if it was episode like nine or ten, but it was in that last drop of episodes uh, that he just said some things that I fucking loved. I uh, I'll let you take the reins here for a second. I thought I took a video. I'm gonna see if I can find it. Here, I'll, I actually did capture one um, sound clip from Marvin that I'll play for everyone right now. Okay. Oh, this is where it gets interesting. <laughs> I like that one. I like that, that one a, good, a lot. <clears throat> yeah, that was good. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I didn't because I'm not seeing it here in my in my photos on my on my phone here. But there was something he said, and I can't even remember what it was, but. It was when he kind of knew that he had fucked up and because uh, it took him a while to realize like he didn't understand at first that he had kind of been two time in a little bit and may have put himself in a sticky situation. And I then, disagree. He, he, he knew what he knew what he was getting into. Yeah. He, He's uh, a smart guy. Yeah. But unfortunately, Marvin saw his his demise. He's no longer <laughs> with the show. He won't be on the finale. Uh, are you caught up? You're caught up, correct? I'm all caught up. Uh, thoughts on the end of, I guess it was episode 12. 
Yes. Uh, uh, exci- real excited to see who Chaz blocks because he has the sole power as the secret super influencer to block somebody. I think that means, um, I don't know. I feel like Oliver's out. Oliver, big personality. Is he going to sneak time. in to the finals? I don't feel like he really deserves to. He came in so late. And he had such a big personality that I thought he was going to be a focal point in the, the fourth quarter if, of the season, if you will. Mm-hmm. But as some of the drama with the hacker and Marvin's uh, love triangle, uh, he kind of just was an afterthought. I haven't seen or heard a whole lot from Oliver. Um, I, he, doesn't, he doesn't titillate me in any way. I would love to see him gone, but I, I think if I'm Chaz... You are so close to the end, and you have, in my opinion, uh, there's a couple people who I think are have the potential to, to be the winner at the end. Chaz is definitely one of them. Raven seems to be very popular. I could see her winning this, and also, yep. maybe, also maybe Sam. So if I'm Chaz, even though you've played kind of everybody's BFF and you haven't really done anything to ruffle too many feathers. If I'm Chaz, I think I put that bullet uh, in Raven's head. I think I, I think I take her out. You know, I'm, I'm. You brought up one word that I really want to focus in on, and it's that word titillating. Because that is the single most important quality of a circle, a circle candidate. First off, but really a circle winner. I want them to be the most titillating player of the entire cast and who would that be from the current season uh marvin but he's gone and um i guess uh, i guess to remain you know aunt jennifer the two uh, the little duo there i'm in a couple of facebook groups and i'm not very active but i just kind of lurk and it's like circle discussion boards and uh jennifer aka Xanthi and, and what's his name brett brad brett brett uh they've taken a lot of heat from the post that i've seen about the way they played i think they played it phenomenally they kind of have an uphill battle because they're a little bit on the outside looking in that you've got that tandem of raven chaz sam who has been there since day one and kind of have formed a little alliance a triumvirate and they've they've navigated their way to this point where they're just one more blocking away from the finale uh, I saw people like ripping on them for being the hacker. Like they didn't, they were Whatever. told it's that not they, like they went crazy or something. No. And uh, they, I think I saw them kind of take a little heat for uh, shitting on Tom there. But I think when you get cl- this close to the end, it's about self-preservation. And I think, you know, kind of giving Tom the ax was just that self-preservation. And I think if you're hating on them for that, in a game where the point is to get to the end and win a pretty decent sum of money, like I don't fault them at all. And I kind of would like to see that storyline play out where they make a run at the end. I would love to see those two win it because then I'm curious, do you split the hundred K? Do you both get a hundred K? Yeah. I think you're probably splitting it, right? You're probably splitting it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but honestly, they could they could each take that money and then they could start dating each other. I'm rooting for them to to kiss. I also learned in this season that any hopes or aspirations that I had of ever being on the real show 
um, have just completely gone out the window because I am not that titillating character that you mentioned. Like whenever they get their like delivery to their door and they get these outfits to put on and then there's like this uh, stock footage, like this B-roll of them like dance. I'm not a dance alone in your apartment, uh, act silly, act crazy, show a big personality kind of guy. You'd be more likely to deliver me like an eight to my apartment door and just watch me sit on the couch and just get incredibly stoned. That's going to be what, that'd be great. Marvin's dancing, Raven's twerking, and then I'm just sitting there just. I I disagree with you. I I disagree with you. I think you'd be a, a highly titillating player um oh just for a moment there uh our guest was in the waiting room i think she dropped out well um, we, we kind of we derailed our original discussion about we got her so why don't you refresh <clears throat> the audience on who her is uh tell us about our guest for today yeah our guest today is uh one kimber gers and um i did throw out her last name without her permission so we'll see how that goes i don't think it's a big deal but um she is a uh, she is not a reality TV star. She mm. does not own her own music production company. Yeah. She is a mother of uh, like a one year old girl. Uh, she lives in Bend, Oregon. She is she is I would say uh, she would make a titillating circle player. And I believe during my wedding, correct me if I'm wrong, during my wedding ceremony, you walked with her wife down the aisle as a, a groomsman and a bridesmaid. I don't remember who I walked with. I was a groomsman in your wedding. Um, I did go back and look at uh, her socials a little bit just to refresh my memory. I do recognize them from looking at their faces. Uh, I don't remember which one I walked with. there's Kimber and there's Sophie, correct? Yes. So you are telling me I walked with Sophie? I think so. I think you walked with Sophie. That's fine. I will yield to what you think. I I honestly, I don't know one way or the other. Did they go to Mexico with us for the post-wedding shenanigans? They did not. No. Um, I wish they would have. Uh, No, they, I think they were like moving up to Bend at the time or some some case they were in transition but uh yeah it was it's exciting to have uh her on i obviously i know her better than than my co-host d'angelo here he's been really gracious about having her on um just for all of our listeners in belgium uh i am the one who uh i finally i finally got her i finally got someone myself instead of instead of just being like the um the useless uh host useless co-host you're not useless. Uh, you did get this guest. I'm, use, I'm useful, but not. Well, yeah. I'm use. I'm I'm half useful. The glass well, is half useful. You are really going to show your worth in today's episode because I, I I'm gonna let you steer this ship, and I'm just okay. gonna be there to hop in when I can. I tried to do a little bit of research on our guest today. I'm mm-hmm. slightly familiar now with uh, her company, WeSit. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that she's still doing that. So I'm I'm curious to find out more about it. So you are going to drive today, and I'm just okay. going to sit back on and control the aux cord, and I'll hop in when I when I can. 
Um, this won't. Does she? Does she watch the circle at all? Would it be pointless? We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. I'm sure she's she in seeing... the waiting room. No, uh, she she was in the waiting room for like ten seconds and then dropped out. I don't know what's going on. She Maybe was she nervous. Bailed. I know she's nervous. Is the do you, is this her first podcast appearance? You think? Um, if it is, it shouldn't be. She she literally is the type that could have her own radio show. Um, she's easy to talk to, opens up quickly. She's really gregarious. She's funny. And she'll, uh, you know, she's not a, she won't shy away from any topic. She is the bigger of the personalities out of her and her partner, correct? Yeah, I would say that. I think that's safe to say. Yeah, I do kind of remember that. I was drinking back in those days of your, when you, when you and Corpse got married. So the face looks familiar. I remember a, a big personality, but I couldn't remember which one it was. I thought it was Kimber, not Sophie. Um, you mentioned they have a, a one-year-old daughter, you said? Yes. Because I saw some sort of social media post. Did they have her around COVID? I thought I saw something where they called her their COVID baby. Yeah, I guess that timeline tracks. Um, adopted or? Biological. Biological. Okay. Is this I... something that you think she'll be comfortable getting into? Sure. Why not? Let's ask her about it. Is she here? No, I, I, I'm still waiting on it. I'll, I'll, um, uh, let me drop her a text real quick. Well, while we're waiting on our guest, uh, it was on my mind. I texted you about it yesterday. Oh, oh. Here she is. Okay. We'll table that. We're, yep. We're going to table that discussion for one moment, just because we have a very special guest coming on. She's about to connect to audio. Uh, still don't hear her or see her, but she's with us. We got her, people. You can feel it coming. We got her. What's up, ladies? Nice to see you. <laughs> Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. It's great oh. to have a guest that isn't a Netflix reality star or a shitty musician. That's kind of the market that we've cornered so far. So we're branching out with you. Yeah, we're leveling up with you as a guest. Um, Kimber, welcome to The Big If. Uh, I want to throw out just a few um, just a few ground rules right now, because there's, there's kind of like three rules that we have. Um, no free ads. Um, there is no intentional racism. And also no kink shaming. So everything else is completely on the table. 100%. Great. Well, it sounds like I can't show my boobs this uh, call. So uh... no, that's <laughs> fine. You can, but it, this is mostly an audio podcast. Anyways, we, yeah. yeah, the YouTube thing kind of fell off for us. Nice. Well, thank you for having me. I'm super stoked. It's been a minute since I've seen you. So I know. Uh, ready to shoot the shit with you ladies. I know it's been a long time. How often do you two see each other? You know, it depends on context here. We probably can't tell our wives this answer, but, um, you know, it's yes, been yeah. years, honestly. Yeah, Maybe. we Snapchat each other weekly. <laughs> no, um, it's, it is great to see you. You look great, and uh, you, motherhood looks good on you. Thanks, man. I'm, I'm actually, I'm out of the dark tunnel here, so I get to... Um, see you guys i get to talk about body parts now with my kids so this is like one of my favorite uh months coming into here we're looking at you know 
vages and wieners and all kinds of things. So <laughs> this stage is Wait, hold on. Fun. Hold on. You're looking at vages and wieners along with with your daughter or with your wife or how what do you, you mean? know it's kind of like a family thing you know it's like we're exploring <laughs> our body parts you know we get to share off what we own um yeah but it's uh it's super fun i'm loving this motherhood thing i love that let's um just continue <laughs> on the trail of badges and penises for a second 100%. i um I took a shower before before this, um, and I noticed something weird about my own shower habits or shower routine, mm-hmm. and that uh, is that uh, you, I go in the shower, and the first thing I kind of touch, you know, is my chest and everything, and then I go for for my butt, and basically what I'm trying to do is kind of between the cheeks, you know, when you're wiping, sometimes like if you have a really soft toilet paper, some of that like you know, stuff kind of hangs in, I've got a hairy butt, some of that stuff kind of, so you're trying to kind of fish it out, right? That's first thing, one of the first things I do in the shower. Then for some reason, I'll like, you know, rinse off and I touch my face. My face is the next thing after. Why can't I reverse that? I'm into this. You know, honestly, I, uh, I can't speak to this because I wipe my ass really well. And I also teach my two-year-old how to wipe their ass really well. So I'm just confused here. Yeah, this sounds like a wiping problem to me. Maybe maybe this is a wiping issue for me. And that's really what we've zeroed in on. Um, I should do you ever, I need to get do you a, bidet. Employ I need wet a bidet. Wipes? Do you use wet wipes at all? I use wet wipes. Yeah, I, I well, not all the time. You know, I've got uh, I've got them in one bathroom, but not in the other bathroom. You've got multiple bathrooms. Yeah, I've got multiple bathrooms. I got I got a couple places I can I can do my business. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Is your wife now poop friendly, Jeff? Or are we? Uh, do you have to go in the other bathroom to uh, go to the baño? Oh, great question. She is she's um, poop friendly, uh, but. She, I, I think she appreciates that I go into the other bathroom. <laughs> and um, I really, I guess I exposed myself there as a, as a subpar wiper. But tell you what, from this episode on, this ass is going to be clean. Do you use a loofah? Uh, I do use a loofah. Yeah, like, the, not a, uh, is that, is that the ball or is that on the end of the brush? Um, I'm talking about like the, the ball. Yes, I use the ball, although I heard that that uh, is just littered with filth after, you know, a month or so. Well, my follow-up question was going to be, how often do you replace the loofah? Not often enough. Yeah. We're just smearing the schmear at this point, right? (laughs) You're right. We're smearing the schmear. So really, when I took a shower right before this, what I meant to say is I just, like, smeared myself. You know... It could be yeah. worse, honestly. It could be. Yeah, I've the had the toilet paper in my mouth, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, we like the same genitalia, boys. Like, honestly. <laughs> and I've definitely had this transferred from, like, tongue to, you know, like, it could be worse. It could Jeff, be worse. <laughs> I, I had something happen to, to me in my shower this morning that I don't think had ever happened. And I want to get you guys' take on it. Do you ever brush your teeth in the shower? Oh, yeah. Okay, so do I. 
and I was brushing my teeth in the shower this morning and I dropped my toothbrush in the shower. Um, does, is, is that toothbrush automatically, does that need to be thrown away? Do I need to start fresh? You know, I'm under the impression that it just needs a little washed itself, you know, just a little scrub okay. scrub with your little thumb thumb. I did yeah. finish. I did. It was at the beginning of the brush. So I, I did finish the brush and I did. I did not throw that toothbrush away, but I was thinking I it's filthy in here. I also full disclosure. I'm a shower peer. That was my follow up question. So yeah, you, you got to get rid of that toothbrush. I think I, I think it's time for a new one. Um yeah, I was just curious. That hadn't happened before. I usually got a pretty good grip, but I lost it today. It hit the ground. I had that moment where I'm like, oh, God, do I go through with this? And I did go through with it, but I think I'm going to go ahead and get a new brush. You should. Just run to Walgreens, run to CVS, get yourself, get like a little pack or something. And that way- Am I in the minority? Do you pee in the shower? Both of you. This question's for both of you. Yes. Oh, Yeah. Okay, I'm good. definitely a peer in the shower. In fact, I think on a prior episode, we ranked places, the best, our favorite places to pee and a shower pee was up there for me. Was that what the one girl said at uh, Karen's diner in the roast battle? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, that line stuck with me. That was the line of the night. That was the line of the night. So uh, just a refresher uh, for our distinguished guests. We were recently at a place in St. Louis called Karen's Diner. And it's intentionally named Karen's Diner because they like they just want to be kind of pissy and mean to you. And um, they take it they take it up a notch like this one. I don't know. What was he like an eight year old boy? And this woman had a microphone just going, get up on the stage, you pussy. And everything, everyone calling them pussy over and over and over again. And uh, it was awkward. It was awkward. But uh, they made a couple people do like a roast of each other, just sort of on the spot. And that was the biggest diss was, um, what did she say? I bet you're a shower, you pee in the shower. Yeah, I don't remember the exact quote, but that was the gist of it. I bet you pee in the shower. And she called her some name that was very PG, but just the delivery was perfect on it. It was, it was the line of the night. It was good. See I'm a fan. I I personally like the aroma with the steam. There's something about it that's just it's nice. It's it's <laughs> kind of well. It's it's kind of like uh, using a loofah with your you know with your filth on it. It just it makes you more you. How often do you two wash? I didn't know this was going to be all about shower habits, but it's just opening up all these questions I have. How often do you two wash your hair? um you want to take that one Kimber? you know i was just thinking like which spot are we talking but i'm assuming you're talking about the one on my head <laughs> yeah so we'll roll I'm with bald that as a one. baby down there so yeah i'm talking about it <laughs> damn you're doing better than me my daughter looked at me and was like that's so cozy you have a cozy gina and i'm like thank you it is covered in blankets so here we are <laughs> But yeah, I don't know, like two times a week, three times a week, you know, there's some sprays for that. You can get it looking fresh, even if it's not quite, um, you know, smelling good. Little Jeff, you? Um, I've been doing, uh, if I guess if I'm in like a good workout routine, I'm showering every, I'm showering after every one. But the, sure. that's a great question. Am I, am I shampooing? 
No, not every time. I don't. I feel like it's going to strip my hair of its natural nutrients. I like the way my hair deals with a little, a, a day or two worth of grime on it. So I rinse every time, but shampoo maybe like every third shower. Am I doing okay with that? Yeah, that's where yeah. I'm at. I, I'm fucking okay. in the same amount right there. You know, you got to yeah. wash the pits and the bits, and other than that, you know, we just kind of we we freeball this. <laughs> I feel way better after having this conversation with the peeing in the shower and the hair thing. I thought I was on an island, but I guess I'm doing all right. It is a relief. I agree with you. I really wanted to know your guys' shower habits as well, especially because I can't smell you. I wanted to know kind of that waft and what I'm walking into today. What were your expectations coming into today? I'm I'm curious. You sounded a little bit nervous through, through text message. You know, it's been a minute since I've seen you. I didn't know what I was getting into. I do listen to your podcast. So, of course, you've got all these big names coming in. And then you want to pull my little ass, my little country girl in. Um, And here we are. So I have zero expectations. I'm just happy to see you. And I hope that your poor listeners aren't violated after our call. How did you two meet? How did you two find each other in life? It's a romantic love story, Jeff. I'll let you take that one away. We met through our um, our fellow women, uh, our counterparts, who um, met through uh, their, again, not their mother, but um, so Kimber's wife's mother was working with my wife at a, a luxury fashion store there in Los Angeles and developed a relationship, which made um my wife meets kimber's wife and i'm probably getting too convoluted for this but um our wives are friends and uh when i moved to los angeles um it wasn't all that um, were you there already or had you just like left the university of colorado or something at the time and you were you were coming in yeah 100 percent. i think i just followed you after like a few months we you know we were both Especially LA together. people, like we outpunted our coverage here. You know, we've got these beautiful women who are like carrying Chanel, and you know, they're they're very um, bougie, so to speak. And then there's Jeff and I, just hanging on for our lives, trying to yeah. be LA people. Casio watches <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, Umbro shorts or something like that. And yeah, they're, they're, what was it? Uh, didn't we even have like a thing where it was like they would carry Chanel and we would carry Jan Sport or something like that? Literally, yeah. 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 It's, it was an eye opener. It still is an eye opener every day. Uh, for me, I still don't know um, some of the terminology that my wife uses. Like if she asks, she can't just be like, hey, go, uh, would you mind grabbing me a black jacket? It'd be like, hey, um, can you get the uh, A-frame cotton twill, um, Alanui, what? And I'm like, is it is it blue? What is the color here? So um, the language is the language barrier still exists uh, for me at least. But yeah, yeah, um, I've got a quick question, uh, if we don't mind. Um, if we don't mind for our guests. So uh, this is another thought that occurred to me and tell me if I'm being offensive, Kimber, but um, so I was thinking about 
the idea of being uh not the idea but uh you are uh you're you have a wife you're a lesbian you're let yep. you are but the language of that saying you are a lesbian versus you are lesbian or i guess you you are gay maybe would be the the right terminology or I, you see where i'm going with this like i do see where you're a going lesbian with versus just lesbian I hear this, you know, and typically the way I like to say it is that I'm a lesbian. Right. That's what my grandma says. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I'm probably going to get roasted by my community because I'm like the worst lesbian that there is. I'm like, you know what? I fell in love with my wife. Like I'm into the same pits and bits that you guys are into. Like I'm a lesbian. I just think it's interesting, uh, the language, it almost seems like uh, we got our language wrong by and just saying, oh, uh, D'Angelo here, my co host, he's straight, not he's a straight. This is fair. And this is I a feel good like point. there's a discrepancy in language going on that uh, we should maybe we can cure here on the podcast. I don't know. Mm. You're but actually making me rethink just... my whole life. Honestly, in this moment. <laughs> we can just stop the conversation right now, too. It's that's uh, anyways, it, uh, one note. Oh, no, I want to dig in on this. No, Jack. I do, too. Yeah, we're not done. All right. Here. Was, was that a was that something that was difficult? Did you have a tough experience with that coming out to your family? You mentioned your grandma. Are they like old fashioned where that was something that was difficult? Or did you have was it was it a smooth thing? How did that work for you? This is a great question. Honestly, I think my family has put up with my shit, so to speak, my entire life. So when I came out, it was like another, you know, pass the salt. Here comes another Kimber doing what Kimber does. Um, so honestly, no, my family was super chill about it. They 100% probably suspected it. Um, I looked like a little boy my entire life, honestly. So, you know, How I don't think it was much of a you know what? I was 24 years old, honestly. So I was an adult at this point. I, my wife and I met on Instagram, a very romantic love story. And that was it. She's my first, my one and only. Do you still have the like DM or the message? <laughs> Do you know what the first outreach was on Instagram? What you, know, you said? It, it was the double taps, honestly. This was pre-messaging in Instagram, y'all. Like this was right. like, hey, I'm gonna write my number on the comments, hope you see it and delete it in 24 hours type situation. Yeah. I came on strong. I'm gonna try that right now on somebody. I'm just gonna leave my number <laughs> on their Instagram and see what happens. You knew what you wanted though. You came on strong. I did. Yeah. So is, the first is that question post she uh, it's Probably, honestly, unless she deleted it because of the girl she was dating. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you won out in the end there. I definitely did. Yeah. How Where did your you favorite? grow up? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I grew up in Lubbock, Texas. Very small town, Texas Tech. Those of you who listen and watch football. Let's go Aggies. So. No, Raiders. No, Aggies. No, definitely not Aggies. Red Raiders, yeah. bro. That's oh, exactly bad. right. My bad. Patrick Mahomes. There you Thank go. You. Was he ever back to Lubbock? Oh, yeah. We love him. We put him on a pedestal. 
<laughs> was Lubbock, Texas a tough place for someone to grow up maybe holding on to being gay, but kind of keeping that to themselves? Was that a tough, a tough place for that to happen? Totally. You know, I grew up on a farm. So it was my brother and I, and I always wondered, I'm like, why do I like his friends? Like his friends are so hot, all of these girls, you know, but I didn't know, I didn't know what being gay was. I, I had never had anybody in my life who had came out before. So I just thought that I liked his friends the same way, you know, that he might. Um, <laughs> so little did I know that I would be coming out at 24 years old, but yeah, it was definitely uh, interesting experience for me, but I didn't know any different, you know, until I started going out into the real world. I moved to New York, Denver, and then of course, LA was my final stop to meet my wife. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it wasn't a hard place to grow up, but I just didn't have the influence around me to kind of have that courage or understand who I was at a younger age. Okay. And you guys have a daughter? We do. Yeah. Almost two-year-old. Yeah, she's two. And I was doing my research because Jeff texted me last night and said you were going to join us. And I remember you from the wedding, but I don't, full disclosure, yes. don't don't know or remember a ton about you. Um, but do you did you refer to her as your COVID baby? She's my COVID baby. That's 100%. And she's tried and true. Yeah. Okay. And you guys didn't go the adoption route, correct? No, we did not. Honestly, this is another fun story. How much do you want to know today? I'm scared to like scare your listeners here, you know? Just no shame. (laughs) I don't even know if Jeff and I have talked about this. (laughs) I'm not sure that I I'm not sure that it was ever either relayed. I bet Corbin has an idea has a sense. Yeah. So actually my brother donated to my wife. And so my brother and I, we all sat around one night drinking tequila and he was like, Hey, you want some of my jizz? I was like, <laughs> let's roll with it. Let's go. So my wife, uh, you did a beautiful turkey baster and took one try. And here we are. We have a two-year-old long took story one short. One try. <laughs> yeah. Thank wow. God. Could you, you know, imagine time, handling your brother's sperm more than once? Honestly, no, that was the closest we've ever been. Wait, I miss I missed something. I heard turkey <laughs> baster. What did you say about turkey baster? Yeah, man, we totally used the turkey baster and just, you know, I held his little cup with his beautiful sperm. Not a lot, y'all. Like there's like sperm is, you know, it's it's a limited resource. Droplets. Yeah. Droplets but we sucked up every inch inside of that turkey baster and I right inside my wife. It was not romantic. Let me tell you that. (laughs) I was like, lay down and put your feet up. (laughs) Did you keep the turkey baster? Honestly? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like if I, if I was, uh, you know, a test tube baby, I would like to maybe on my 18th birthday receive that tube that I was um, conceived in. Coming out of the cake, nice and crusty. I don't like it. Your daughter's two, so obviously I'm sure it hasn't been broached yet. But as she gets a little older, how open do you plan on being with the backstory of everything? I think it's safe to say that we're pretty open, so we'll definitely tell her. You know, my brother's not her dad. He's just the donor, but he's still, he's an uncle, you know, so he's Uncle T.O. and that's how it'll stay. But we'll be pretty open about it. As you can tell, I don't think that I can shut my mouth. So I'm pretty blunt. (laughs) So she'll know. 
How is your we'll brother doing? We'll see how that goes. He's good. He's got two kids. You know, his whole philosophy was like, dude, I could come in a hundred women and none of these kids would feel like mine unless they're like in front of me and like, here, here's your child. So, I mean, I don't know if you guys could attest to that. Obviously I don't have a ween and I don't, you know, but I don't know if you'd feel the same way. You know, I got to be in a room with my brother drinking tequila. And if he (laughs) says, do you want some of my jizz? Then that's when I'll know. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll have to follow up. I, I don't have a brother, this. but I wish I had a brother so that the phrase, hey, bro, do you want some of my jizz could be something that I could hear before I die. But that ship has long sailed. So you got a, you got a brother-in-law. I don't want his jizz. <laughs> what if I mean, what I if didn't it was want like my brother's jizz thing? either. <laughs> uh, well, just me- metaphorically, I don't want me- I don't want his jizz. And me- figuratively, literally, in every sense, he can keep that too between him and my sister. If there were some some sort of um, serum or life saving vaccination that only that demanded only your brother in law's jizz, somehow he was the keystone, the chosen one. Would you then want some of his jizz? And I have You're the only it. one who's got the sickness, by the way. And I have to ingest it in which manner? Um, dealer's choice. So it can be like a vaccine? It could be like a nose spray. It could be a vaccine. Um, I think it I could th- be I'll like a fecal it. transplant situation. I'll do it in suppository form. <laughs> oh, <Ooh. God. laughs> uh, awesome. Remember, we don't kink shame this year. No, we do not kink shame. Uh, not on this podcast. Not ever. I wasn't well, expecting hey, that. I would have said orally, but like, you know, that's just me. I would think like an eardrop would be kind of a nice uh, a nice way to go about it. The possibilities are, are limitless. I guess so. It depends on, I guess it depends on um, the amount and the texture and the makeup of the jizz. All right, Jeff, I have a question for you. <laughs> We're covering a lot of really important ground today, guys. Y- you and Corbin want children at some point, yeah? Yes. Okay. Let's just say hypothetically that you found out either because you couldn't produce or sh- I guess she, she, it would have to be your problem, not hers. But right. would you rather not have kids? Or have, I don't know, your brother or your co host mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> be able to make it happen? Ooh, that, that is a great question. Um, something that really hasn't uh, crossed my, it's never crossed my mind. I would, I think my initial preference would be let's look into adoption. Okay. Because um, that just generally, that's somewhat, that, that has crossed my mind anyways, is, is like something that might, um, I might, I'd be interested in. So that would be my first pivot. Uh, yeah, I think, I think that's right for me. Okay. What, what about you? I don't want kids. So okay. it's hard for me to even put myself in that position. All right. What else we got guys? Well, okay, here's <laughs> here's something else. This came up at my job yesterday. It okay. was like one of those weird, like, would you rather situations. 
And somehow we got on the topic of adult circumcisions. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so uh, you can both answer. Jeff, I'll go with you first. Okay. Would you rather, as a profession, give adult circumcisions or be a gynecologist? As a profession, I think I would rather be a gynecologist than to administer adult circumcisions. And I can say that with confidence. Really? Yeah, I don't, I, 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 um, and this isn't like me being horned up or anything. Uh, I know that they're, I'm, I'm there for medical reasons, um, to help, uh, women with their, uh, vaginas and their health. Um, so I think, I think I could keep that mindset. Whereas if I'm like, is the, is the guy like, is he conscious? Is he passed out? Is he like, is he put underneath? Like I would, I don't know that I could make that slice. I think you would use a glory hole and there would just be like a local anesthesia. Glory hole and local anesthesia. Okay. And what is the pay range? Am I well compensated? Uh, uh yeah, you're compensated fairly and you are compensated equally, which whichever route you choose to take. Okay, I would, I would, I think I'd rather, I'd stick with my answer. I'd rather um, be a gynecologist. Yeah. And, and you, Kimber? I honestly, I'm kind of, I'm on the fence, man. It depends on my mood in this moment. Like, do I want to give a little torture pain to a ween? Absolutely. But I also want to see what's inside, you know? So, like, let me be an OBGYN. I'm not mad, you know? Lay down, spread your legs. Let's feel around. Let's see what we got. I don't know. This is a tough choice for me. I'm on the fence. I kind of like them. Can I do both? You know? Yeah, I was going to, it reminded me of the little meme. It's like, why not both? (laughs) It's the sick person inside me, I guess, man. What about you? I'm doing the circumcisions. And yeah, I, uh, I know I should. Is it glory hole and local anesthetic still? Uh, regardless, glory hole, no glory hole. And I know as a medical professional, I should be able to compartmentalize the job from the yes. sexual desires. But as a heterosexual man and a fan of vaginas, I just wouldn't want them to be ruined for me by whoever happens to come through that door any given day. I can see the most disgusting, bulbous, veiny weens, and it doesn't affect my sexual mentality. But if I am, if I'm seeing all, if, I, if I'm seeing a bunch of badges that I don't necessarily want to see, it could ruin my personal life. So I'm going to go with the circumcisions and I'm, that's my final answer. That's fair. You bring up something. I mean, the prettiness of the parts is definitely, it definitely makes it easier. Uh, you're right. I, now that I think about it and make it easier to slice off something grotesque than it would to uh, be gentle and kind to something that is typically quite beautiful. That was poetic. I could not have said that better myself. I agree. Although I've been to a Korean spa and I've seen a lot of bushes in my day. 
I what agree is with it? you, bud. <laughs> what is a Korean spa like? Have you never been? Oh, it's beautiful. Honestly, there's like hot tubs in the ground. So when you're sitting in the hot tub, there's just women walking around you at eye level, fully nude. It's great. Honestly, I suggest that everybody goes to one. (laughs) It sounds like something like almost primal out of the Roman ages or something. Oh, man. Yeah. I get a boner just thinking about it, honestly. (laughs) Is there one near you? Uh, You're you're in uh, Bend, Oregon. Yeah, I am in Bend, Oregon. There are absolutely zero Korean spas where I'm at. Uh, so <laughs> that would be an L.A. type situation, but it is definitely on the map every time I come back. I'm, I think I've been with your wife. I've definitely seen your wife fully nude before. Not that Me I too. was looking, but it looks good. <laughs> no, it's okay. I like I like looking at my wife fully nude, so I, I wouldn't begrudge someone else from from uh, i mean if they were there in the room then i would be like hey get out of the room but just knowing that someone's seen my wife nude isn't necessarily a problem for me i've probably seen especially you, you nude especially as well you, you know yeah. fair yeah you probably have seen seen me naked i by <laughs> accident one time i can think of probably should be off the record but you know let's put this one on the record i'm gonna go ahead <laughs> And I, I think I know the instance that you're referring to. I think you do as well. You know, we got to see every inch. Actually, his wife was pleasuring him. And we just so happened to look through the window while we were waiting for you to take us to the beach. It was a beautiful moment between the four of us, honestly. It was it was prior to the beach there? Maybe it so- was after. You know, we all had a little bit to drink. I'm not quite sure in the, you know, context of things. But um I'll never forget looking through the window at your beautiful wife on her gorgeous little knees, just doing what she does for her partner. <laughs> no, she nothing, was really you, nothing really gets you ready for a day at the beach, just like a mouthful of horn polio. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. Maybe this should have stayed off the record. Yep. Well, Corbin made it clear she doesn't listen, so we can say whatever. She just, yeah, you're right. She doesn't listen. Um, who knows if any of her family members do? I hope not. Uh, but whatever, you know, this, is, this isn't this is live, but it's going up on the internet. <laughs> Let's just hope it doesn't make it to NBC, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> no, I doubt it. I doubt it. Even if they do listen, they won't make it in this far. All right, I got another question. I, like I said, I did my research. Do you also do pet services too? Did I see that on the website? You know, we don't do pets. I don't know why I thought I saw pets on there. Yeah. No, you know, right. I'm not a fan of dogs. I was raised with like 18 dogs my entire life. But for some reason, if it's not my little poodle, I don't want to smell your dog. I don't want to see your dog and like, you know, kind of like get your hair off of me. You know what I mean? I'm I'm odd about that. And then my wife loves dogs. So I'm she thinks I'm evil. Loves honestly. dogs. Loves dogs. How do you guys feel? Do you like touching other people's animals? Oh, or am yeah. I alone on this? No, I will I give me all the dogs. I I will my sister had a baby in May and I think I've held him once against my will. I could tell it meant a lot to my mom. But I say I don't like to hold babies until they're at the age where they're, it's, it's no longer appropriate to hold them. Like, 
I will hold your second grader, but I have no interest in holding your newborn. <laughs> Which is interesting boy. because in a in a way you were kind of holding your brother-in-law's jizz. Me or her? You, and just in a way. I mean, um, it started oh, out that yeah, way. Yeah, no, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Uh, but yeah, I've never in my life changed a dirty diaper. And that I'm, Jeff used to pride himself on never having seen The Wizard of Oz. And he finally broke on that and watched it. But I hope to never break. And I want to die never having changed a dirty diaper. Dude, I'll lay down for you right now. Let's go. What are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> um, do. I Let's agree, see. though. I agree. Human feces are disgusting, honestly. Like, we have to lay our kid down, and I have to open the bits, and it's just, it feels so uncomfortable for me to do the swipe. It's just, it's bad. I agree. I could do without it. Honestly, sometimes I don't even open it up, because I just, like, I don't even want to see what's inside. That's why I honestly, if I had a boy, I probably wouldn't circumcise him because as a lesbian, I don't want to see his head of his wiener. Like, just keep it closed, bud. Keep it closed. Although I know that's not preference. Are you circumcised, Jeff? I am fully circumcised. Yeah. Yeah. You had. Are you circumcised? Last year, you had yours done. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was a post-op type of. situation what about you you're you you're pretty circumcised aren't you i am very circumcised one could say um i've never actually seen an uncircumcised penis in person i've seen them on the internet but never in person i it's a weird i also it's, never it I, looks a little weird along with the diaper thing i hope to never see an uncircumcised penis live and in person this shocks me that you guys have not seen each other's wings. I for sure feel like you've played tummy sticks at least once in your life. <laughs> well, we never played the same sport. So, like, I've seen some of my other friends' dicks, like, from being in the shower after football practice or something. But I played football for a year. Jeff was on the soccer team, so we weren't showering together. You did track. Yeah. I did baseball. So we never really found ourselves in a showering situation. I mean – Next time you're in town, I'm willing to make up for lost time if you want to. Well, I'm thinking about um, undoing my circumcision, so you don't want to see that. You don't I, I hear there's a big remar- a big market out there for circumcision restoration services. Really? It's like a reverse circumcision. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I, you know what? I, I would be open to a vasectomy. I've had you two of them. A- You've had What? I've had two vasectomies already, just to be sure. I'm not married, but I just figured let's just be, I called it my little secret vasectomy. I didn't tell anybody about it. This isn't my revealing to the world. I love this. (laughs) So you're out there having fun. Like you can guarantee you won't be changing diapers, wiping asses. Oh yeah. Just spreading my seed everywhere without a worry in the world. Well, I won't ask you for our next kid, I guess. (laughs) I'll get it reversed. If I would get it reversed for you guys. Thanks, man. That means a yeah. lot. Jeff was next on my list. So So uh are you are you, we're gonna cut out the bit about childcare. But um No, I don't I, I really don't care. Anybody who knows me, I mean, come on. Well, even for for any clients that don't know you, I we're gonna cut that out. But uh you are like a serial entrepreneur. Or you were last you time. You could say that. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were last time we talked, yes. Yeah, 
what what what's new like are you helping businesses do their websites still or what's uh what consumes your days outside of motherhood this is a good question honestly so i've always been an entrepreneur i've always worked for myself and then not too long ago i had a new platform reach out to me and so now i work with another agency um it's actually in childcare as well so i'm like here i am to take care of your children Wow. <laughs> so another yeah. platform reached out to you to, to build out yeah. something similar to what you've got. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So um, I work for another agency who also sells their platform to other agencies. So Kimber by day is like this sweet, innocent, like, you know, would never say a curse word. And then as soon as I'm off the phone, I'm like, lay down and let's get nasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah um well kimber uh do you have any questions for us i don't think Ooh. we ever ask our our guests if they want to ask us anything not to put you on the spot but ah. um anything burning that you've been you've been listening to what a couple episodes of the big if and you're like why haven't they covered this that's a good question. I mean, you guys, I feel like you're out here doing the most. I like, I think of you guys as like fucking Theo Vaughn. I'm like, you know, I know this guy. They're hilarious. Um, I heard your wife on the last episode, which was yeah. really cool to have Corbin. Yeah. Yep. Fucking SAT questions. I'm glad I wasn't on that episode. <laughs> I really do. Uh, I do want to go through with that at some point. I, I would love for you and I to actually take the test and see what we would, we would, could do. I'm, I'm totally open to it. I, I would love if um, there was just an online version, but it would be funnier to sit in a room full of 16, 17 year olds and really take it seriously. I may or may not have a sponsor lined up like we talked about <laughs> on the episode. So well, I, I'll just can we, are you just teasing it, this? I'll just tease it for now. Is it a sponsor, uh, uh, like someone who we know that owns a business? Sullivan Learning Center, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying anything, but I would just, I'd get your number two pencil sharpened and maybe pick up a practice booklet because I think it'll happen sooner than later. Wow, shit. I am excited. I'm more like want... a spelling bee kind of gal, you know? <laughs> I was a spelling bee champion when I was a teacher. I was the spelling bee like sponsor. I had to put them on. And I had this family that was just a notorious spelling family. They had like three or four kids that every time they came through was the spelling bee champion for a couple of years. And the one year I had the last daughter in the line of the children. And she was the heavy favorite. And something happened, and I think she spelled something wrong, and we had to tell her, like, no, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. And out of my peripheral, I could feel her coming. And the mom, like, stormed the judge's table and filed a formal protest. I forget what the reasoning was, but she protested the spelling bee. It was on hold for, like, 10, 15 minutes while the judges and the principal all, like, conferred. And then sure enough, this lady got her way and the girl ended up winning. I was so mad. I wanted somebody else to win so bad. I hate those parents. So wait, do you work with kids or what's your vibe? 
Who are you? I no longer am allowed to be within 500 yards of any school. <laughs> same, honestly, same. <laughs> no, I uh, I taught for I taught for 13 years. I taught seven, six or seven years of high school Spanish, and then most recently I was uh, teaching K through four Spanish. Uh, but right around. Oh, it was it was Labor Day of 2021. I posted a TikTok that uh, had 1.7 million views in like 36 hours, and it fell on the wrong set of eyes. And they reached out to my school district, and I was placed on leave. Um, and then after an investigation, it was deemed that I was my services were no longer needed in that school district anymore. So I was given the ultimatum to either uh, resign or they would seek termination. And it was the richest school district in St. Louis. And I chose not to fight the machine that was that school district. So I, I gracefully bowed out and am no longer in education. No hable espanol. No, and I, those, kids, <laughs> those kids love senior, I know that. Because I'm kind of a pervert and I'm kind of a loose cannon in my personal life. But when I was senior, kind of a pervert. <laughs> when I was senior, I, I, I mean, I was good with the kids. We had great relationships. The kids loved me. I, not tooting my own horn, but I was good as an elementary school teacher. There weren't a lot of men in the building, so a lot of the kids connected with me. And I liked my relationship with my students. But working with the other adults, the parents, that was the shitty part. And when I first lost my job, I thought my world was crumbling in. I had gone to college for that. I was 13 years into the career. Uh, but after the initial shock wore off, honestly, it was one of the best things that ever could have happened to me because my heart wasn't in it. Education, in my opinion, is trending in a poor direction. So I got out at a good time. A lot of my friends and family that are still in it speak so negatively of it. It just feels toxic. And I'm so glad to be out. It maybe wasn't the way I drew up getting out of it, but I kind of looked at it as uh, the universe pushing me through a door that I never would have walked through myself. Damn. So poetic, honestly. But I'm still tripped up on the fact that you're senior, like the white guy teaching oh, yeah. Spanish classes. Like yeah. that kills me. The gringoest of all the gringos. And I love it when I go uh, back in November, I did a week, uh, I did a solo vacation. Uh, I went to Tulum, Mexico for about a week by myself. And it's about the fifth or sixth time I've been down there. And it never fails. I always surprise the locals when this white boy just pulls out the Spanish and can go toe to toe with them. They love it. But yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, good for you. I'm, I'm proud of you for finding your way. I love this podcast. I'm glad you're no longer working for a shitty school system that, um, you know, hires white men to teach your Spanish, but I'm still proud of you. Teach me. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it was right around that time that I left my job and we were both at kind of a turning point, I think, in our life. And that's the whole reason we started this podcast and called it the big if. Like ah. if, if something had gone differently one way or the other, our lives would have either stayed the same or been completely different. And so that's sort of like the inspiration behind the, the show title. We don't really stick to it necessarily, but um, yeah, I, I think uh, right around that time is when we started this thing up too. 
So what are you, Jeff? What are you doing these days? Are you your own boss? Are you still like traveling down to San Diego, wiping someone else's ass and obviously not your own? Right, right. I, um, I'm definitely getting a bidet after this. And if we could get Tushy to no free ads, but if we could get Tushy to uh, sponsor us, that would be so splashily wonderful. But um, I am a business owner. Now, uh, I own my own video production company, we do video and creative strategy and copywriting. Um, I am a single member LLC. There's only one employee. And um, so my boss is myself, which is great, but also terrifying. And um, I just launched my website this past week, actually. Looks wow. great. Thank you. I'm getting my Instagram going. Um, so things are picking up a little bit. It's mostly a copywriting like freelance copywriting company at the moment while I get more people to trust me to do their video. But um, I have a few of them under my belt, which is really nice. And I've got like work samples to show. And I think my next step is just getting that work in front of more people here in Napa, because it's a pretty tight, com tight knit community here. Um, it's not uh it's kind of difficult to break into like when people say, are you, are you industry? They're asking if you're like a winemaker or you're a work at a winery and I'm on the fringes of the industry, like kind of looking in. So I'm trying to break in a little bit more without actually making the wine, but kind of making the circles uh, around like luxury hospitality and shooting wineries and vineyards. And yeah. Um, so I'm feeling my way forward. I'm super proud of you. Well, if you want your first clients, I would love for you to be our videographer. Every time my wife and I film each other, it's, it's gross. You know, it's like the wrong angles in bed. You know what I mean? And so like, I would love to have you. I'll, I'll drive up and uh, I'll drive up angle. and we'll shoot a, a you know? video. We need some witty captions. You know, you got to make some money on this thing. I would love to help you with that. <laughs> I'm you super proud of you, dude. Let me know. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We need somebody to position us, okay? So we're going to need both <laughs> of you. I'll hold the boom mic. <laughs> I can see you just kind of there. Nice. A well, the boom mic the will definitely be, uh, definitely be circumcised, I would think. <laughs> I don't even know where we go from here. Guys. Yeah, I don't, that, that was did we cross a finish line or? I totally just stripped you guys of your clothes, and I'm so sorry if I brought this down to like a whole nasty level. But I learned so much about you guys. You know, like I can hear you, but now I can envision every inch of you, which makes me happy. <laughs> oh yeah, every inch of you. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. All right, I think that's where we wrap it up. Unless you have guys, another question. No, I appreciate you for having me on the show. This was super, super cool. So I'm proud of both of you boys. And thank you. It was an honor. Thank you. We, we, and I know we're just wrapping up this one, but I, I think we should have you as a recurring guest. I'm here for it. Let's go. See you tomorrow. I love it. I love <laughs> it. All right. So all of our listeners in Belgium, Antarctica, um, places in South America, especially our listeners in Bend, Oregon and St. Louis, Missouri. Thanks for tuning in. And we will catch you on the next episode of The Big If. Thank you. Oh, and one of my thank you, massive thank you to our, our special distinguished guest, uh, Kimber Gers. And I, I, I got a feeling this one's going to shoot to the top. 
Hey, before we wrap it up, can I hear that shoebie drop one more time? You got it. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Here we go. Um, So this is uh, shoebie. Did you watch season one of The Circle, Kimber? Uh, Yes, but I'm not necessarily familiar with what you're about to do to me, but I am here for it. Nothing crazy. It's just just a a little little sound bite. Okay. So we'll wrap up with uh, a little bit of shoebie here. I'm not a fucking man. What part of me is timid? There it is. I love that clip so much. <laughs> Wise words from Shuby Goyle, and hopefully we'll have him again uh, after this last season of The Circle premieres. And thanks, Kimber. Thanks, Thank guys. You, Kimber. Appreciate you. Love it.